Hello, and welcome to the Deal Notes podcast. Let's jump right in. I'm going to start by saying I'm so excited you're listening. It's my first time doing anything like this, so I'm excited to see how it turns out and where it goes. Also, I'd like to mention that this is probably my fifth time recording this intro. I think like the third time I accidentally deleted it. I also wanted to have fun sharing new content with you and tools and getting creative with trying something new. And with trying something new came the, I guess, big decision to start Scrappy and to throw the need for perfection out the window. Because if you try to perfect anything, chances are you'll never get it out there and you'll always think of ifs, buts, ands, and shoulds. It sounds like or how it turns out. Sometimes it's better to just start no matter what you know, as long as it holds some value to the people you're trying to reach, that's what matters. I mean, I'll be honest with you and I'll be the first one to say this is not going to be your smooth NPR podcast with perfect background music and the perfect pauses and cues and the commercial break where they tell you about their favorite products and all that stuff. That's not the point of this podcast. This podcast is simply to... It's simply a tool to connect with you more, to share with you more, and to share any creative ideas that just help you live better. Also, on top of that, this podcast is also in celebration of launching my signature DIY planner, which I'm very excited about, in part because it comes with a free community where if you get it, you'll be able to have access to the group where I'll be sharing more and getting a little more intimate with you and I'll be sharing bonuses and extra printables that you can download and print at home for free and we'll be keeping each other accountable. That's probably what I'm most excited about, the community that I'm trying to build around this idea of DIYing your best life and using, being resourceful and using the tools you have to create your best case scenario right? I will mention that I'm a little nerve-wracked about it because I'm not sure how it'll turn out. I'm hoping it'll turn out, you know, I'm hoping it'll help some people or equip some people's interest, but really, I literally have no idea. So the only thing you can do is jump anyways and do it anyways and saddle up and do it scared. Because being creative means being brave. So, you know, I'm putting this, it, it almost feels like a part of me because it's something that I've worked on for so long that I first created for myself and I've tweaked and tweaked and tweaked as I've gone. And I'm hoping that it's a tool that helps you create a roadmap and helps you keep you accountable and is fun and it's gives you some sort of creative fulfillment, you know, because it's something you get to make at home. But anyways, there's that. I don't want to go off on a tangent and go off on a rant about that. I'll definitely be bringing that up later. But today, I did want to talk a little bit about journaling. Because earlier this year, I held a journaling challenge, which a lot of you joined, and I was very excited about. I made sure to get up every day and send you a little journaling prompt on a printable that you could print out 
and fill out for the day. And I've also been getting a lot of emails about what are the best notebooks to use? How do I even start journaling? How do I even keep it as a habit? Like I, I have no idea what I'm doing. So to help with that, uh, I'll be answering some of those questions according to my experience and how I started and how I keep it up and little different tips and tricks to help you journal in a way that'll help you on a personal level because everyone's different and everyone everyone has a million different things going on so it'll it definitely takes a little bit of experimenting so one of the most common journaling questions I get is what do I even write about which is a pretty valid one because it's definitely happened to me where I'll sit down and I'll be ready to journal about something but then like my mind kind of goes blank and I'm just wondering, well, what do I even want to write about? Should I write about how my week went, how my day went, how I'm feeling this morning, what I dreamt about? I mean, where where do I even start, right? And I would say for that, there's a few options that you can take up. The first one would be, and this is something I use not only for journaling, but for writing and for a lot of things in life in general. You know, just like you would have a first aid kit for when that inevitable cut happens or that burn or you need a disinfectant ASAP, you can do the same thing for journaling. So before it's time for you to sit down and do your journaling practice every day, whether that's 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, you definitely want to sit down and create a thoughtful list of questions and ideas that you might have for journaling prompts that you can either sit with and think up yourself or you can google because guys it's 2020 and google is sometimes your best friend and learning what to write about in a journal yeah that's one of the times when google can totally be your best friend um so you can either do that brainstorm questions so then by the time it's time for you to sit down and start journaling, you can go through your index or your list of questions and just pick whatever pops out at you. You know, use your intuition to see what questions feel good to write and answer for yourself and then get to writing. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is plenty of guided journals out there. I know I have one on my shop, um, but there are plenty of guided journals out there that you can try that make it easier for you and do the legwork in terms of figuring out what exactly to journal and what to be aware about, you know, when it's time to sit down and start writing. So either one of those two ideas are great. For me personally, I've been doing it enough that when I sit down, like I know what I want to say and usually there will be a swarm of creative ideas or maybe I want to start a new business or this is a thought that I've been thinking about lately or this is what I've been meditating on lately and this is how I've interpreted it and this is what it can mean for me. And sometimes I even write about this is what I can share about it to my blog audience and which is what this podcast hopefully does. So... To recap, how do you figure out what to write about when you sit down and start journaling? You can either go out of your way to purchase a guided journal with questions pre-prepared for you by someone else, or 
you can take maybe a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and take 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes and jot down a few questions that you come up with yourself so you, you can have them ready to go when it's time to sit down and do your daily journaling practice. Now, I just said do your daily journaling practice, which actually reminds me and leads me to my next question, which is how often should you journal? For that question, there's no one-size-fits-all answer, just because of really personal preference, and everyone has a different lifestyle, right? Some of us have children, some of us uh, are taking care of our elderly parents at home, some of us are working two, three jobs, some of us are just trying to keep it together. I mean, you name it, someone's out there is living it. But if you're trying to start journaling and you're wondering how often you should do it, I would say start off with five minutes once a day and then maybe after a week of two or two of doing that, see how it feels, see if it's a habit that maybe you'd prefer to do every other day. Because often what can happen is when you do something a lot, consecutively over a long period of time it starts getting a little dull right it starts getting a little repetitive it starts getting a little almost cookie cutter like you don't end up getting anything out of it it's just something that you do and you don't even really think about it sometimes it can happen it's not always the case for everyone but it's definitely a possibility so you definitely want to watch out for that as something that as a trap that you don't want to fall into if you do it every other day, it becomes a bit more novel, just writing out a page for 10-15 minutes, and you might find that you'll concentrate more or you'll get more out of it. I would say anything where you leave more than three days in between doing is probably a bit too sporadic and it's not repetitive enough to where you'll feel like you're growing through your journaling practice. But like I said, it's something that you kind of do need to experiment with, especially if you're a beginner, because you really don't know until you start doing. One thing I like saying a lot is you get clarity by doing. Clarity comes by doing. Clarity does not come from sitting around and putting your head between your hands and worrying about this thing and the next thing and whatever's coming tomorrow and whatever's coming in two weeks. Clarity comes from taking action. And sometimes that action can seem small or feeble or insignificant, but one action leads to another and then leads to another and leads to another. And before you know it, you have a chain of things you're doing. And in the midst of doing those things, you you start to get a little more feedback and a little more feedback. And that feedback adds up to where all of a sudden things are clearer than they were five, six, 20 steps ago. I feel like that's how journaling works too. So it's something that you want to keep at for a long period of time. It's it's kind of like a long game habit. One of the things that can hap- that can actually help you keep track of it is your habit tracker, which if you've been on the blog at all you you know that I love designing those things I love creating them there's a lot of them on my shop too I give a lot of them on the blog for free that you can download and print print out at your house and start using so there's lots of ways to start this practice 
without having it feel like a hassle or having it feel like it's impossible. Because sometimes your mind can be pretty finicky about making things seem harder than they really are. The next most common question I get is, which notebook is best for journaling? And I always reply with, I've personally built in a journaling section in my DIY planner. And I always make sure to print out 15 pages for each month. 15 pages front and back is about 30 days. And I try to do it daily, even though that's not always the case. I don't always, sometimes I miss the mark and I'll, you know, I'll catch a week where it'll be every other day just because there's so much going on. But you can do the same thing at home. You can DIY your planner on your own, which is like great because you're being creative. And when you're creative about putting together something that it's for your own personal use the way you like it, you tend to, I've noticed that you tend to cherish it more and you tend to use it more just because, you know, there's that, there's that maker's pride, I guess. There's that creative pride of, oh, I made this and you know what? I made it and I made it in a way that fits me. And so I'm more motivated to use it. Which, by the way, as a side note, is like one of the most important points I try to make with the whole DIY planner that I'm coming out with. But anyways, I if you wanted more of a, well, this commercial journal is best for this, uh, or this commercial journal is best for journaling that, like, I really don't have an answer for you because I've always kind of created my own thing and... Honestly, something else that I'd emphasize is that you can literally just buy a 50 cent journal at the dollar store and that'll suffice. That'll make, that'll be a perfect journal for you to make sure you get your practice in daily or weekly or however. It's not really about, in the end, if we're really honest, it's not really about honest notes or not honest, fancy notebooks, or, you know, whatever. Like, it's really just about having a designated place that you can call your own, that's private, where you can journal out everything that's bothering you, everything that's weighing you down, everything that's making you feel like you're going to go crazy if you don't get it out somehow. Um, and a little 50-cent journal can take care of the job, you know, just as well as a $50 journal. The important thing is that you just keep it as a practice and you keep at it and you don't grow discouraged. I mean, listen, there's definitely going to be days when you wake up and journaling is the very last thing you either want to do or you even have time for or the mental fortitude to, to do, which, you know, that happens. But as long as you don't completely quit with it and as long as you don't completely give up, you're definitely going to have dry periods where it's just not something that's on your radar in terms of things you're, you know, you're having to get done daily. But I would say just always keep it in the back of your mind as something that you can do to decompress, to relax, to gain clarity, to unjumble your thoughts, as I like to say. And to do that, um, I'm going to leave you with three specific journaling questions that you can 
write down and that you can create as a prompt for yourself if you really have no idea where to start. Also, I almost forgot to mention another thing you can do to make sure you actually stick with your journaling is spend a little bit of time finding a pen you actually like. I know it seems like a pretty simple idea, but believe me, when I'm writing with a pen that I enjoy using that feels good in my hand, that isn't too light or too heavy, that the ink flows perfectly, it just makes me want to keep writing, right? And I like writing things out by hand. Maybe you enjoy typing, so then that can be your thing. And when I actually type to journal, which I do a lot on Google Docs when I don't feel like writing by hand, I make sure to set, maybe this is like too finicky for you or you don't really care, but I personally make sure to set the font type and the font size to something that I like. Because the, usually the default size and font are pretty bland and, you know, I want to make it a little more creative, a little more exciting for myself. So I'll change that up a little bit and I'll start typing and even that can make a little bit of a difference in you sticking with it. So here are the three journaling questions you can use for a small writing prompt next time you sit down to write. The first one is pretty simple, especially in relation to everything that's been going on this year. This can be, you know, big or small. This is where it gets personal, right? Like it could be anything for you. The next question is, what three very specific things can I do to get closer to that? What do I want to start before 2020 is over? And you can fill in the blank there. Now, the third and last question is, how will this make me feel and what will it help me achieve? Again, you want to be as specific as possible with these questions, but remember, you don't have to give cookie cutter answers or you don't have to give answers you think people would expect you to put down or you know, ideal, idealistic answers. You can answer it sincerely and you can answer things however you feel, whether you want to give crass answers or, you know, you, you feel depressive and you write that down or you feel hopeful. It's really all up to you because in the end, you're the one that's in control. This pretty much wraps up the episode for today. I really hope you got something out of it. 